0: June 18th, 2019. This is Avi Kaufman. And I'm Ron Scharf. And we're Accent Insights. Thanks for joining us today. We're going to talk about two properties. The first one, 37 Gorham Street, Unit 2 in Brookline. This is a thing that came on last week, got a ton of interest uh, because for the price, it's hard to find something that big. It's already under agreement. It had multiple bids. And I think it was an exciting one that got a lot of people going. It was listed for 1,049,000. It had 2,071 square feet. Although if you look at the, the condo docs, it was actually a little bit larger by the architect's measurements, which as we have discussed before, there's often more than one way to measure square feet. It had five bedrooms, two full bathrooms, two tandem parking spots. Two porches and also a shared fenced-in backyard. So really, uh, an amazing opportunity.
1: Yeah, right. And as we've talked about, you know, lots of three bedrooms and two bedrooms in town. Harder to get the four and the five bedroom, especially. So when you see, it's you know, the gross square footage uh, is great, but also just the usability of it. Five bedrooms is, you know, your family can grow into that. And and as you say, Avi, and we've talked about this a lot. Pricing is so important, Uh, you know, at a million fifty, this thing ranks out at about five hundred and six dollars a square foot, which, you know, is a relative bargain. Um, But as we've also talked about, you know, when you price low, the market corrects. And Avi, I think you had some experience with that.
0: Yeah, yeah. We had a client uh, very interested in this. They went to their max um, and unfortunately weren't able to win it. You know, this one went probably close to 1.3 in that neighborhood. We obviously don't know what it was and we won't until it closes. And it's still contingent. uh, You know, they're going through their inspection period. But, you know, this is one that that went way over. And you you might be wondering why was this price so low? I think it was probably priced very low compared to the the comps, but it should be noted this one does not have central AC. It has some deferred maintenance. Some of the systems were older, like the roof, the furnace. Um, These were things that were were obvious or were known, the windows. um, But those are all things that are fixable. What you really can't fix is adding square feet, and this place had it, which is why I think it was so attractive. And it had bedrooms. Those are hard to add. So I think that's why this one was just so attractive plus the neighborhood. Ron, you've talked about this neighborhood before. This is around the corner from your old place.
1: Around the corner from Stanton Road and around the other corner from from the high school with a great park and not far from Emerson Park. It real this is really a lovely sort of quiet neighborhood. And it's one of those neighborhoods, you know, in the morning, you see all the kids walking to school, and it makes you feel really nice to live in this town. It's lovely. And as you say, there are some things you can you can fix with money and some things you can't. Um, a great neighborhood is a great neighborhood. You can't you can't take a great house from a bad part of town. There's not really a bad part of town in Brooklyn, but you can't take a, a great house from a from a less desirable area of town and move it. Um, so when you find a when you find and as you said, it's in good shape, it's well maintained, but it's not you know, it, it has not been freshened or renovated, but it's got so many inherent good qualities. And and again, with the pricing, you know, just to just to make this point, because it's it's so hard for sellers to underprice. They really fear that they're going to send the wrong signal to the market. But you know, what happens in a situation like this is, you know, I think Avi, you told me, I think they had like five offers.
0: Um, at least I think they had at least five or six.
1: Right, and you know, but as as you know, having been on both sides of this, and and on the buyer side in this case. When you get those multiple offers, some of them, um, you know, some of them probably came in at or under ask, right? There were probably people who saw this and said, oh, you know, it's it's something finally we can afford. And then they put in that offer for a million fifty. But some people said, oh, no, this is, you know, all the space we need and we can grow into it and it's the neighborhood we want. And they went, you know, above and beyond. But when the selling agent, when the listing agent comes back to the buyers and says, you know, we had five offers. The buyers don't know where the offers were. They just know there were five of them. So the ones who are motivated stretch even further and you just really benefit so much from, from that aggressively low pricing when you've got a good product because, um, it just drives the excitement. And unfortunately, we represent a lot of buyers who, when you operate in that uncertainty, we just tell them, look, go to the limit of your, of your comfort zone because you, you, you don't want to wake up the next day and say, oh, I wish I had given, you know, another $10,000 because I had it and I would have paid it.
0: I, I think that's exactly it. When you have multiple bidders, it often, I, I think of it almost on a bell curve. The, the offers tend to congregate around a certain point, And then there's a couple outliers usually above and below. Uh, and those are the, the ones above are the ones that win it. Now on, on this one, the one that won w- was strong enough that I don't think they, they even did a second round, um, which sometimes people do and sometimes they don't. Um, but sometimes, you know, there's just a clear winner.
1: Right. Now I, I will say, and it's this will this will tie into the next property we're going to talk about in a tangential way. Sometimes you get that really aggressive buyer who blows it out of the water and then they and then they get cold feet later on. So, you know, as you said, this one is still contingent. It doesn't seem like they've gone to purchase and sale agreement yet. So it could come back. Sometimes those buyers don't work out. It is too good to be true. You know, then the second place buyer, which which may have been yours, obviously, you know, is, is all amped up and ready to go if it, if it comes back. So there's really no losing in, in, uh, in these circumstances when you when you price aggressively.
0: Yeah, and it's why we like to monitor these things until they're uh, to purchase and sale. Now, Ron, you had an exciting development this week.
1: Yeah, no. We I put a listing on uh, this week. It, it came to me rather suddenly, and it, I didn't have as as much time to prep as I wanted to. But it's it's a house I know very well, one hundred and one Stedman Street, um, which is in Coolidge Corner, right down the block from Devotion School. Which you know, if you live in Brookline, you know. It's actually, sorry, no longer called the Devotion School. It is now the Coolidge Corner School. And it, it just underwent a, a multi-year, um, multi-gazillion dollar renovation. It is really a sh- the centerpiece of, of Brookline Schools right now. Um, on top of being, you know, just down the block from Harvard Street and Coolidge Corner. So fabulous location. This is a townhouse. It's, it's a four-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath. Townhouse, true side by side townhouse, which is unusual. It's got garage parking on the bottom for two cars, um, and then some, which is also unusual. It's a, a attached garage. So uh, really lovely in many ways. And I'm, I'm very familiar with this property because I sold the other side in 2013. So, you know, just to give our listeners a sense of, uh, we just had our first open house Sunday. So I, I can't say too much about what's happening there. But I can say, you know, the other side when we sold it in 2013, it, there was a lot of excitement, and, and just to talk about, you know, the the too good to be true buyer. I forget what we put it on for, but we the offers came in, at, you know, a hundred plus thousand dollars over ask. We wound up selling it for a million three fifty or so. Um, but there was a higher buyer, and it was, there was someone who was, you know, super excited came in, I think even $50,000 higher, and it was a foreign buyer, and they couldn't really show us that they had the wherewithal to complete the deal. And my sellers were, were very happy with the numbers they were getting, and they said, you know, they had a buyer in front of them that looked very solid. And then there's other buyer that was like, yes, a lot more money, but there were some question marks. And my seller said, you know what? We're just gonna take the solid buyer and, and take that bird in hand. And it worked out very well for them. Now what I heard, this is interesting because I, I only this week heard the full end of the story. I thought the end of the story was that the frustrated buyers who couldn't get it together to complete that sale, I heard went and rented the other side, the side I have on the market today. But when I asked, and, and in fact, there are tenants there now. And when I asked the, the current sellers, oh, are those the, is that the couple that tried to buy? They told me, no, those people did come to them and try and rent it. But um, shortly thereafter, the position that the guy was coming to Brookline for dried up, and they decided not to move, and the whole thing fell apart. So <laughs> I now know six years later that my sellers 100% made the right decision with the, uh, with the people who they sold to.
0: Sometimes you got to go with your gut and there is a real value to certainty of execution. You know, we see it all the time that during that initial period, uh, before the purchase and sale agreement, when people are doing inspections or figuring things out, doing whatever due diligence is not uncommon for, uh, for things to happen.
1: Right. It's not. And that's why, you know, something else we've talked about when you take away your contingencies, when you say, I'm not going to do an inspection, you know, and I, I, when you show commitment, it really does send an important signal to the seller so if you you know if you feel like you need an inspection sometimes we do them before we make the offer or we bring the inspector through if, if we think it's going to be a really uh, hot property at a really hot time sometimes the inspector will come to the open house and you know if people are sure when they're making their offer what they think about the property it sends a great signal to the sellers that yeah these buyers are serious and they're committed and they're not going to um, flake out later so you know there's a lot of things uh, to take away from that but 101steadman a great house.
0: And this is, this is a great street, too. It's a great neighborhood. And um, we should mention, this is one of the Halloween streets, right, where uh, this and Beale Street are amazing uh, on Halloween. It seems like the whole community comes by, and it's filled with children in their Halloween costumes going door to door. And so fabulous street, fabulous house. And if you live there, you should uh, remember to get a ton of candy each Halloween. <laughs>
1: That's right. You do. you will have to expect all the kids <laughs> coming by. But, you know, it is as we said about Gorham, it's, it's one of those streets that makes you feel, you know, happy to be in a town. The kids are walking to school every morning mm-hmm. and it's, you know, the parents walking them, holding hands one way and coming back the other way. And it's, it's very sweet. It's a, it's a great location and a sweet block.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm sure we'll hear more about it from you next week and uh, hopefully we'll get the, uh, the inside scoop of what happened at the open houses. Yep. Um, so everyone, please join us. Uh, thank you so much. And we'll, look forward to hearing from you next time we're info at accentbrookline.com if you have any questions that you'd like us to address and please if you're enjoying the podcast feel free to leave us a five-star review maybe some positive comments or feedback
1: and also you know shoot us an email let us know what you think because every now and then we run into one or two of you and find out who's listening and it's always it's always nice for us uh, to know that you're out there and who you are